0: Good, where's the smart marks at? They're there, talk to them. Good, can I? Yeah, I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? Absolutely, ask your friends over here. All right, fuck you. (laughs) The New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman.
1: Yeah, that works in Hollywood. That works in the movies. But this isn't the movies.
0: This is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to another exciting edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, the Rogue of Wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. How you doing this week, Newman?
0: It, considering the situation of wrestling, I am in a much better position than I've been in a long time. I may not be champion, but the New Japan is coming back with the New Japan Cup. I couldn't be happier.
1: Yeah, we're, we're on the upswing now. The only thing we have to knock on wood for on my desk mm-hmm. uh, is no second wave of uh, COVID. Oh, well, I mean, second wave is
0: happening already in America, but uh, in <laughs> Japan, at least, maybe they'll be able to keep it clean enough to keep wrestling going. Yeah. But yeah, in America, I, I, I have very little hope. I feel like uh, second wave is going to hit nice and bad because people have been overconfident about like, getting back out after the first wave. It's not even over. But there's like, ah, it's over enough, and it's summer. I want to be outside. I wanna do stuff. Fuck social distancing. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, hope you're ready for wave two, assholes. We don't need vaccines. <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: What? We don't need those things. We could just pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and not get sick. Yeah, just, just the sick people stay home, right, Newman? That's all you need? Yeah, that's it. That's it. None of the people who might
0: still also be passing the disease and not symptomatic. Uh-huh you don't know have to that. worry about that not to worry about that yeah just like you don't have to worry about this entire backlash card it's kind of inconsequential
1: it may be happening but it's not like it affects you <laughs> yeah so uh that's uh core i was on uh cory's podcast uh reviewing Anxiety Taker in your house and earlier that day he texted me he's like which one do you want to review uh in your house or backlash and i was like in your house 100 percent hands down uh Mm-hmm. Is there, are there any other ways I can clarify
0: that? Yeah, I, like, honestly, like, I, even though I guess we're going to talk about both, I'm definitely way more excited to talk about New Japan Cup because Backlash, like, I'm even looking at this card, and it just screams of, like, desperation of, like, I guess we have to put on a show. So these are some matches? Like, none of these matches look appealing. Except maybe yeah. Apollo Andre? I, mean... I think
1: that might be the only one. I'm looking forward to Edge or... It. Like, if you just put Edge and Orton as a singles match, I would look forward to it, right? Like, it's the fact that if, they're if, trying to over... Dude, if they,
0: if they didn't just have a 40-minute WrestleMania, like, backstage brawl, then sure, I might be yeah. looking forward to this. But yeah. we just had that, and somehow their feud is progressing backwards. Yeah. So, yeah, you- uh, yeah, it's like, I feel like this... Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I guess care. you could argue, right, this is Edge's first, like, just straight singles match back. Like, if you want to advertise something, advertise that.
0: Sure, yeah, that would make more sense. Although, I, I actually did hear a rumor that makes a lot of sense, is that uh, apparently, I guess the whole, like, the greatest whatever ever tagline yeah. was supposed to be associated with, like, the entire event at something they are planning to do in Saudi. But, uh, know, because okay. of the restrictions for travel, they couldn't go there. And so then I guess it got repurposed into being part of this match, which is still really stupid. Um, but I guess at least maybe there's a reason for it.
1: Uh, they Hold want to, they want to, like, use the caption for copyright I, reasons, I guess, like, I, I, I guess. Like, I, if, <laughs> if, if <laughs> it was something you're gonna do in Saudi, just save it for Saudi then, like.
0: Right. Yeah, it just, it seems like an absolute waste that it's just stupid beyond all reason to the like point where, like, it hasn't Edge been, like, publicly shitting on the tagline for the yeah. match uh
1: as we're well, like, probably not i'll pull up his twitter because apparently that's where he's been like uh
0: complaining yeah it's like that's when you know it's bad when the baby face in the situation is breaking kayfabe to talk about how shitty the match is
1: like yeah because you and i texted about this the other day and you said you're like oh like it's in kayfabe right and I was just like no <laughs> like he's in real person <laughs> going off <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the point where, because like, I was not interested anyway, but that
0: was the point where it completely sealed the deal. that like I think Ooh. even if I had been interested, I would have killed my interest. Because, like, wait, one of the two guys in this match is telling me that it fucking sucks? Why would I bother?
1: So, uh, he has a two-page statement, if you want me to read it. Oh my god, yes. Yes, okay. a two-page statement? Holy shit. <laughs> it's titled, Greatest Week Ever. Okay, folks, in case you took my tweets this week, literally, somehow some did. (laughs) I was just having fun and blowing off steam in what was a very pressure-filled month. Pressure I put on myself to perform, to prove to myself I could still perform at that level I want and expect, to give our fan base something to enjoy and talk about, to hopefully give them Mm -hmm. the same feeling I get watching Bret Hart matches. That's a big test. This is my first pure wrestling match in nine and a half years, after having another neck fusion and my right wrist fused. Uh, in parentheses my quote good hand at 46 <laughs> years old being billed beforehand the greatest wrestling match ever during a pandemic with limited audience <laughs> kind of crazy kind of fun massive in all caps challenge and if you think you know me <laughs> 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 then you know I live for these challenges I'd rather be put to this task than leave it to someone else uh, okay page two as Teddy Roosevelt mm-hmm. said <laughs> The man, oh, God. The, the man who with the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring it greatly so that this place shall never be with those cold and timid, timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. What can I say is that I poured my full heart and soul into this match. I've studied, didn't sleep much because I care. I care about my work ethic. I care about my body of work. I care about and love this art form more than any other Nothing else compares. It's my childhood dream come true. That's the why. Just know when you watch Backlash you will see two men, two professionals, two quote uh I'm sorry, two in all caps wrestlers giving you caps everything they have on that night against my toughest opponent, against my greatest opponent. Hmm. Greatest match ever in all caps question mark, all subjective. Can't worry about it, but I'll walk away proud knowing that knowing it all got left in the ring to tell the story and hopefully give all of your minds a little break from what's going on in the world. So as usual, Edge being the well-educated mm. and very eloquent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, that, that's a pretty, uh, pretty fair
0: statement, I feel like, back and forth. In that. Like He's really kind of trying to tell us why he's committed to making this as good as he can. And also, I think, kind of trying to brace us a little bit in yeah. case it's not quite what we think it should be. So that's that's a lot fair. I'm trying. So he did he did shoot at something earlier, right? That was like much more negative about the match. So that's yes. not the only thing he said.
1: Yeah, I'll try to okay. look. <laughs> Sorry, the first one I see is just had in all mm. caps the greatest conversation ever with my girls on the deck and watched the sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> just did the greatest oh, poison rana off a pickup truck to an armadillo ever. Hashtag backlash.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I'm currently
1: drinking the greatest coffee ever, and every time he does the greatest whatever ever, he all in caps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's good. Is this gonna be like his new gimmick where just like everything is like the greatest ever?
1: <laughs> uh I think so.
0: That'd be pretty funny. Who who knows? Maybe we can finally have uh, Daniel Bryan as the dazzler. (laughs) Hmm. All right. Let's see. So, greatest wrestling match ever. And the restless card. You ready to dissect
1: it? Uh, Sure.
0: Well, whenever you're ready, your pick will be first champion.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go with. I actually said before we start picking, I think this might be one of the easiest mm-hmm. cards to pick overall. Uh like you know how we usually have some of those matches mm-hmm. where we're just like, I don't know who's gonna win this. Like, no, I think I think the winner is known for yeah. each one. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm looking forward to the aftermath of this match, so I'm gonna go with this one first. I think Bailey and Sasha retain the uh, women's tag team championships because I think they want Bailey and Sasha down on NXT with these titles. To face, um, I think I've heard what's the rumor? Uh, Tegan Knox and uh, Shotzi Blackheart. I think that would be a really good match. Okay. So mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think you get the same with either Alexa Bliss or uh, the Iconics.
0: Mm, I see. I could definitely see what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to keep it, but I could definitely also see maybe at some point they're actually going to do this Sasha Bailey feud. And I guess maybe they would have to have them lose the tag titles. So maybe this would be a way to get it off them without them having to lose necessarily, since like you could have, say, for example, like I'm going to pick the Iconics to win. Um, But like the Iconics could pin Nikki Cross or Alexa Bliss or whatever. And then Bailey still hasn't been pinned as champion or something and hasn't lost to somebody who clearly shouldn't be getting a title match because I mean, none of the rest of those four probably should be facing Bailey at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I'll just go with the Iconics, but you're probably right. Let's see. Yeah, it's it's really weird. A lot of these matches on this card, like, to me, okay, half of these matches are just, like, completely filler defenses. It's just that it's like, oh, it turns out that we have to defend this title in this pay-per-view. So oh, I yeah. guess we have to have somebody fight. So, like, I'm going to pick, like, McIntyre to retain because it's like, oh, yeah, I guess they just realized they had to have somebody defend. So, it's like, ah, uh,
1: hey, Bobby Lashley, do you want to lose to – McIntyre on pay-per-view get some money. I think that one though. Uh, I would say uh, I think Bobby definitely gets a better shot at it later because I do like what they're doing with him and MVP now. Mm. Yeah, I guess they are starting to do
0: a little bit of something new.
1: So my so is that's your your prediction is Drew right?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely taking McIntyre. Yeah. So what I think happens Routine. in this
1: one, like my choice is then Bobby, which I don't agree mm-hmm. with, but <laughs> and I don't see any point in. What I think happens is, like, Lana comes in and tries to help Bobby to, like, win him back and fucks up, and then Drew is able to capitalize. Oh. And mm-hmm. and I think that fully pushes, I think, Lana gets cleared out of the picture, and then MVP is the old sole manager of Bobby Lashley, and that's when I think he really takes off. I could see that, especially if then, like,
0: say... I feel like the logical progression would be, right, that, like, Lana finds somebody else to represent, and then that person feuds with Lashley, I guess. And then if Lashley can beat them, I guess, then maybe they get something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that is a... Uh... Yeah, because, like, that one feels, like, completely filler. I feel like the Braun defense is filler. I feel Wait, like...
1: Wait, you, you don't see the Miz and John Morrison winning the Universal Championship? You know, somehow I just don't <laughs> see it happening. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, but yeah, so with McIntyre out of the way, and I don't really think there's anything else to add to this match. It just it's like completely out of nowhere. Yeah, because uh, I'm trying to remember was this
1: was this supposed to be Jinder Mahal? Apparently, is this the match that got canceled? And then like Lashley got put in. Yeah, the the rumor is <laughs> that uh, Jinder was up for the match, but then he had to get knee surgery. I think it was. Hmm.
0: Honestly, I don't even know which one I'd rather have it's like they both seem like really awful matches. Mm-hmm. Drew versus Gender and Drew versus Lashley. At least like there's some history with Gender, I guess, right? Having both been in Three Man
1: Band. Yeah, and I guess you could get the promos out of that, right? Like mm-hmm. Drew could be like, "I'm the better champion. You, you only have this like short reign or whatever that everyone hated."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the crap reign. It's true. God. It had to remind me that Ginger Mahal was WWE champion once. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: oh God. AJ Styles
1: had to beat him so... for it, I think.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, AJ Styles ended that fucking mess. Yeah. Oh boy. Speaking of mess, which max Which next? <laughs> uh which uh, which Max do you want to go on to next?
1: Uh, I'm gonna take Braun Strowman over Miz and John Morrison. As much as I love, uh, I think Miz and John Morrison have been doing a great job with these no crowd shows. I think they're super entertaining. Yeah. They're one of my highlights every week. But uh, as much as I love my Joe Mo, as as you do, uh, mm-hmm. I don't see them yeah. winning. So, man, this wouldn't this be far more entertaining if they did win, though?
0: Oh yeah, I want to see what the hell they do with that belt. Like
1: at this point, like why not? You you don't have a crowd. Like your your ratings are mm-hmm. in the toilet. Like and not for like the WWE has to stop thinking like like. Have you heard about the creative changes this week? So, uh, yeah, I heard that Paul Heyman got taken out, right? Heyman's out. Uh, Krista Joseph is already is uh, was fired for like separate reasons. Apparently, his was like he was not uh what's the word I'm looking for. He was crass in like a meeting or something like that with like some of the uh, WWE executives, and like they went to Vince, and Vince was like, "All right, he's fired." <laughs> uh, and now now Bruce Pritchard is head of all the both shows, like the writing teams. So. Uh-huh. And I'm just right. like that that's not what's like causing your down rating. What's causing your down rating is everyone just sitting at home. Like people no no TV show is doing good right now, basically. Like Yeah,
0: basically no show, no show other than the news is doing well right now.
1: Exactly. Because guess what? Shit just keeps on happening. It's gonna cause people to watch the news, like
0: yeah, it's like, exactly. The combination of, like, there's so much crazy real shit happening right now that, like, people have things to worry about other than wrestling. And then combined with that fact that, too, these wrestling shows that are on are empty arena, and it's fucking unengaging, man. Like, yeah. I like as much as I was fully ready to just be like, eh, I'm done with WWE for now. Like, I was still planning on mostly watching NXT and AEW, but, like, the empty arena is just, like, kills my enthusiasm for the shows. Like, I for- still watch it sometimes a bit, but, like, for not on a regular basis and i bet that's happening for a lot of people too right a lot of people are just like ah, like this just doesn't feel right
1: uh is this for everyone or do you think someone like so aew you gotta remember is like one of the first to do like the have the wrestlers in the crowd does that help you at all or i think that helps a little bit but like at the same time it's
0: just not the same because oh absolutely yeah nothing's good uh, yeah yeah And it's yeah, it just, it's it's weird because it's like the it it's something that I never thought about in depth until now, but how much wrestling needs the crowd to work? Like it needs the audience and the crowd feedback to work as an art form. Otherwise it's like it it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like who are you
1: putting the show on for? Like what who is this illusion for? For network, like, I still think we've still heard clarification if any of the networks were requiring them to put on shows.
0: I mean, from what I understand, at least from what little I understood, the, the WWE deal was like they needed to put on some kind of shows. But I don't I feel like there, there absolutely could have been or should have been a cleverer way for them to go around it. And I think it would have been a lot smarter if they had focused more on doing more of the cinematic type wrestling that they did, like with The Undertaker. AJ Styles match like with the Money in the Bank match like that's the kind of thing that like you can take advantage of the fact that you don't have fans yeah. to do a different type of match that works better than just watching an empty arena show in my opinion
1: yeah and it, uh, maybe just if, if it, the cost or something is greater for those or something like that want a show I feel like you could get away with like for this show Sure, I would yeah. have loved to see like the Braun Strowman and Miz and John Morrison match be one of those cinematic ones I think that would be funny
0: yeah, that, that actually could be really funny, especially if they got into some crazy antics. Yeah. But yeah, like there's a part of me that even though I know they have no chance, I would really love to see Miz and Morrison take these belts and just see what the hell they do with them. Yeah,
1: yeah that's what started this tangent. So yeah, that was my that was my thinking. It's yeah. like you you're you're not losing anything, right? Just try it. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, yeah, because it's like this is such a it doesn't even feel like anything is really canon. This almost feels like an alternate universe. Like, even with them doing, like, the cruiserweight title and then, like, the alternate cruiserweight title and then, like, halfway through, from what I understand, like, they stopped referring it to it as, like, the interim cruiserweight title now yeah. it just it... is the cruiserweight
1: championship. Exactly. Yeah, they dropped the interim storyline. <laughs>
0: yeah, so they're just like, ah, whatever. We'll just, we'll just change it.
1: That's, it's like,
0: I feel like that's, like, simultaneously WWE's greatest strength and greatest weakness is it's absolutely not caring about continuity. So, like, you can never really, like, build things of importance because they just completely shit on continuity. But every time they do something completely stupid, they can just, like, throw it under the rug and move on. it's like, oh, whatever. People forget about that. Move on to the next week. Mm -hmm. Just do something different. In my opinion.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh uh i think you're up next right yes
0: yes let's see moving on to the next match uh all right i'm going to go to the greatest wrestling match ever and i i would assume that orton has to win this uh because
1: yeah that's what everyone's saying they're like how can you have edge beat him in the 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 big brawl right that you have backstage loot and stuff like that and then just have Edge just yeah, beat him in a regular like, match then.
0: Like from every standpoint of booking, like it makes no sense for the feud to end with this match, right? So then if it's not ending, then Orton has to yeah. win. Because if Edge beats him again, then like I don't even know how the feud continues.
1: And if you have Orton win, you have such a better storyline coming out of this, right? Like he can just go, yeah, Edge, you won the first match because you, you could use chairs and stuff like that. I beat you in a right, straight like I beat on you one. when it actually oh, matters, there like you go. in proper rules. You're old and... Re- yeah. Yeah. You're old and you retired and yep. like you should have stayed retired. Bam. There you go. Done. Pros. So yeah, I think
0: Orton's got to take that one. Because, yeah, man, if, if Edge just beats him on that one, like, I don't even think there would be a way to make it make any sense. Unless, like, Orton goes crazy and then, like, attacks him and it's like a you just have to deal with me in a hardcore situation because I just want to kill you now. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe, like, bring back Christian and have, Ooh. like, Orton punt Christian or something like that. Or I don't think you would want to punt Christian, actually, with his yeah. concussions and stuff. But something similar to that. Yeah, I could
0: see that. Have, like, a big old Hell in a Cell or some kind of other
1: mm-hmm. match. I'm trying to remember. What was the
0: first? Yeah, what was the actual name of the stipulation for their first match at WrestleMania? Was it just, like, a like no-hold barred or something? Or is it, or false count anywhere? I believe it was
1: just false it was either no holds. I think, I think yeah, right. It false was false count anywhere because they did error, count it on, well, yeah, of, like it a truck, I, or something. Yeah, so it would have to be false count error uh, anywhere because yeah. I think no holds barred it still. Correct. Has to yeah, end so I anyway. think
0: it would have been false count anywhere.
1: So yeah, false count anywhere to standard match to, something, presumably a hardcore match, I guess. But yeah, so here I have the WrestleMania card up. Um... Last Man Standing. Last okay. Man That's Standing. That's what it was.
0: Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it just seems like such a weird idea for them to have even bothered to continue it get past that match. With, I feel like Last Man Standing is so, like, final, but whatever. It's the world we're in.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's. maybe
0: it's all just a big Corona joke, right? Because um, there's the first wave, okay. and then there's the second wave. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, we've got three matches left.
1: Alright, uh, I'm going to yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Apollo Cruz retains okay. over Andrade. And I'm saying that because I think what's going to happen is Angel Garza then wins mm. the title down the road. And then that causes definitely. some friction. You know, like I beat Andrade. the guy that you couldn't beat.
0: Yep, definitely. Create some mm-hmm. inter uh, stable drama. Actually, at this point does that stable have a name? Like Zelina Vega's group,
1: I think it's just yeah, like, to her think and, think it's just like cause cause at, at this, this point Vega's now, it's only Angel
0: Garza and Andrade, right? Because didn't Austin Theory like he joined with uh, Seth Rollins? Correct.
1: He's yeah, he's now one, one of the Seth disciples Rollins, along the disciples with Buddy also. Murphy. Yeah. Yes, because he joined them right as because AOP was injured, mm-hmm. so it was just Murphy and Rollins for a little bit, and then. Yeah, and then they switched uh, Austin
0: Theory over. Man, what a shame. Those guys, it's like, I feel like they always get injured at the most inopportune times, the poor authors of pain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they write their own pain. It's their own fault. (laughs) But yeah, like, (laughs) so back to this Apollo and Andrade match. Yeah, I definitely feel like you, I feel like you're probably right. That makes a lot of sense to kind of have this full circle go back to Angel Garza to create full rift within that thing. The only mm-hmm. thing I'm just so excited about is that, like, finally, they're giving Apollo something. I remember years ago when they first brought him into NXT, and I was, like, yes. saying to you, it was, like, he is a surefire thing. Like, if they fuck it up, it's because they
1: fucked it up. There's no way. You. Yeah. Yeah, you had to tell me about him. I don't yeah. think I've I yeah. seen
0: him on the yes. What was his uh, indie name?
1: Oh, uh Something.
0: Uha Nation? It was, like. uh uh-huh. Nation. Wow, I I'm Who's really surprised that right? I fucking remembered that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's U H A A Nation. So like UHA Nation.
0: Yeah, Paulo Cruz is a fucking star, man. I I actually should be tuning back in to see more of what he's doing with this title. I'm just excited that he's got something. Dude, he's been six in
1: the company years? 6 years. That's
0: right. Holy, he shit. Was signed in 2014. <laughs> wow. That like If that doesn't tell you something about how long it takes for them to try and do anything with anybody. Although, yeah, I just, man, I hope that it goes somewhere. Because I feel like he's also definitely like a prime dangerous position for WWE, where it's like they try to give you a little tiny push. And if you don't get over immediately, which like in the middle of COVID, how the fuck are you going to get over immediately? (laughs) Then they just decide to kill your push. So it's like, oh, yeah. It's probably couldn't have come at a worse time, Apollo. <laughs> but, oh well. Uh, let's see. We got Jeff Hardy Sheamus and then Asuka Naya. Uh, you know, I'm going to take Asuka over Naya Jax. I feel like it's too soon for her to drop the title, having just got it. And plus, Naya Jax is on a like storm of injuring bitches being a slopopotamus. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, should we make a bet whether Oscar I don't want comes come out of this alive? I don't, or... I don't I don't even want to put that into the universe. Like. If anything, so what, so what I, I want to talk about it over under is like, is there any possibility that Nia Jax just gets fired? Like, because that should be what's happening now. Actually, you know what? Is maybe that part of what's happening? You remember? Like, remember when they got rid of Big Cass? What? They did it right after he jobbed out the Daniel Bryan at a pay-per-view. What if? What if Nia Jax is going to get released the day after she fucking jobs out to Asuka or something? Wouldn't that be amazing?
1: I, I would say that's very unlikely due to her connections uh, in the wrestling world. But I would say I could just see like not a push. I could see this being like she mm-hmm. de- gets defeated by Asuka and she's out of the picture. Because I see Asuka's, mm. Asuka's next target is going to be Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's now dropped the NXT title, yep. and now she's. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's time
0: for the queen to rise back up, I guess. Yeah, it's not time for Nia Jax. That oh god, she needs to be fired. She's awful. And then I I could definitely see just no push or that that's, back that's to not a bad NXT idea. She like should that. just maybe they should just send her back to developmental, see if she can figure this shit out.
1: Yeah, it was just that actually that brings up two things. So we were just talking about yeah the start push of uh, mm-hmm. like uh, Apollo Crews and stuff. So a really good podcast out right now is Kurt Hawkins and Zach Ryder mm-hmm. are, are on Jericho's podcast. So Zach talked about that the stops and starts, and he talked about how he was having a match with Cody actually on like main event or superstars or something like that. And apparently Vince just happened to walk by the monitor and saw him wrestling. And was like, hey. Why are we doing more of Zack Ryder? And they were like, "Because we're not, right? Like, <laughs> you're the one in charge." And then so that's when that's when he got put in the Mania match where he won the Inter- Intercontinental title. It was like right before that, and so Vince was like, "Yeah, fuck it, just put him in that ladder match with the, Dude, in I, the Intercontinental title." That's how fucking random. I could never,
0: in any capacity, work for Vince McMahon. He would drive me so insane. And I would yell at him and get fired. Like, there's no way that I could deal with his idiocy. He's so
1: insane. Like, could you imagine, could you imagine if my it's science like, hey, why, done that? hey, why like? are we doing
0: stuff on cancer research? <laughs> my boss is I don't just know, like... we aren't? Fuck it, do it. Oh, wait, we didn't get <laughs> results immediately? Stop that. <laughs> what? What do you mean? It takes time. <laughs> it's like... <Ugh. laughs>
1: And then uh, the going back down to NXT thing is um, uh, Kurt Hawkins did that voluntarily Mm -hmm. back when FCW was starting up. Kurt Hawkins wasn't getting; they weren't doing anything with him on the main roster. So he went to Johnny Ace, who was the head of talent relations at the time. It was just like, dude, just send me to FCW. Like I'll I'll -hmm. show you how good I am down there. Like I want to rework myself and stuff. And Johnny Ace's response is, "Well, we're not going to pay you then because like we're not sending you down there. We think you're fine." And he's like, but he's just like, but you're not doing anything right, to me, so obviously right. there's something like and so he went he went without a year without being paid and like survived down in Florida. And after a year they called him back up and were like, Alright, we're actually gonna do <laughs> stuff
0: with you. What an insane company. Yep. Like, I I am so morbidly curious to see what is gonna happen to WWE someday when Vince McMahon is dead. That is literally the only way that he will not be working is when he's dead. And what the hell
1: is gonna happen to this company when he's not there? I I have hopes for Triple H. The only thing I'm concerned about is the executive side of things. Apparently, like the stockholders and stuff like they have confidence in Triple H on the wrestling side of things, so they just don't see him as the executive that can run like mm-hmm. the all the other side the whole other side of a company. And I'm just like, what you have CEOs right. and stuff already in place. Like, I feel like that's just a, hey, you you take the business side, I run the wrestling side, let's have a good relationship. Right. It's like, <laughs> just hire somebody who can do
0: that. Or if if not, like, why aren't, like, aren't there a shitload of people right in this company? Like you're saying, like the different CEOs and COOs, and it's like, what the hell are they doing? Are they earning their paychecks?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe somebody should uh, step up. But, I've got because look how well NXT is run. Like, that. that's all the proof I need for, for, AAA. yeah. I mean, that,
0: that has definitely been the anecdotal evidence for a while is like with the whole him being in charge of NXT, especially in its, uh, in my opinion, kind of its glory days. Like, it's still obviously not a bad promotion, but I feel like NXT now is not as good as NXT before it had to be switched to Wednesday nights live against, uh, AEW. Like, I think it's lost a little something. But.
1: Yeah. I think that also comes from the changing rosters, mm-hmm. though, too, right? Like they're constantly losing and gaining people, so I feel like it's always tough. I feel like the, I feel like their height, right, was like when they had this whole group. They had like Sami Zayn, Kevin mm-hmm. Owens. Like is that? I feel would, would like that, and maybe even a little bit
0: after that too, because like a lot of the, I think like the early big parts of like
1: the Gargano and Champa yeah. feud, like that was
0: fucking golden.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so one of my big loves of Triple H came from. I recently watched the Gargano. Like they have a short documentary yeah. on his the neck injury that took him out of the uh, the takeover match with Gargano at oh, which WrestleMania was that? I don't know. It was a couple of years ago. Is <sighs> so that Orlando? Yeah, I forget. Um, but Triple H was like so supportive of Champa, and then I don't know if you heard about the reports recently with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, apparently Triple H gave, like, a very impassioned speech to Mm -hmm. all the NXT wrestlers. It was just like, if you feel I'm not doing enough for you, like, come talk to me. And, like, everyone has this phone Mm -hmm. number and can talk to him, and it's not, like... It doesn't sound like Vince at all, which you hear, like, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins give their stories of, like, trying to meet with Vince, and you can go months Mm -hmm. without meeting
0: with him. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really big step up. I do like that he seems to be more accessible, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact, too, that, right, like, he wasn't born into money and the fact that he was a wrestler first like you know vince had a fucking rich-ass father with a fucking wrestling company and then he eventually got it you know even though like he wasn't rich all the time like he has had his own kind of rags and riches story but like still it's not the same and he was never a wrestler so i think he never gets it on that same level that triple h will always get relating to the town because he's been there
1: And, and you gotta remember like uh In all the documentaries, I think this much is true of Triple H. is like, he had to prove himself really bad when he married Steph. Because all the other wrestlers were just like, oh, he's just going to get put at the top. And so, like, he had to be good. And, like, don't get me wrong. I have my criticism Mm -hmm. of Triple H's wrestling sometimes. But when he, when like, around that time when he had to prove himself because of, like, the whole Steph thing, like, he Mm -hmm. was one of the best wrestlers in that company.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be at that point, right? Yeah. but yeah, I. I... All yes, right,
1: backlash. So back to. Uh, we have one backlash. last match,
0: the the most inconsequential <laughs> of all matches: Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. <laughs> yes, the the, <laughs> the PP <pee-pee pee-pee> match. <laughs> uh, the question is: uh, Do they involve any other <laughs> bodily fluids? Is there going to be like uh, barf? Is there going to be like poop? Or or is it going to be like a COVID spit thing? Like, are they going to try and like affect each other? <laughs> Uh, He's gonna <laughs> puke. Yeah, this. Oh my god. Um, uh, I've I've totally lost track. Whose pick is this? I think it should be yours, right? Yeah, because I picked
1: Oscar versus Nia Jax. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. I'm gonna take Jeff Hardy, but I feel like this is probably the one of the few 50 50 matches because like you have Jeff Hardy who's been beaten down this whole month leading up to this of like. Being a drug addict and stuff like that. And the storyline built up to this match. But then you also have, this is like Sheamus' first big yeah, I guess match so, back, isn't it? Uh, unless you want to count, didn't you have a fight with like a, a shorty so G like,
0: or something? <laughs> I can't remember.
1: Well, I mean, I think this is the first pay-per-view. That sounds view right, that's match, probably right. Because right. last one, last, last pay-per-view was Money in the Bank, and that's when they have Jeff just beat uh, uh, mm, yeah. Cesaro. So I guess no is reason. Jeff Hardy just their opening match guy now?
0: Apparently. Huh. Well, look at you, Jeff Hardy. You've come a long way from drug addict to opening match guy. Man, how much do you think he's sitting there praying like, damn it, I should have left with Matt. Like, he looks like he's having so much fun in AEW. (laughs) He's chasing guys on golf carts. Meanwhile, I gotta go throw pee at an Irish guy. (laughs) Like... (laughs) That, that golf cart scene
1: was fucking hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh man. So yeah, this, I don't even know. I guess I'll take Sheamus, but it seems like this entire match doesn't matter. However, while we still have a little bit of time, I would like to talk about the New Japan Cup, which matters. Because the winner will be facing Naito for both belts, baby.
1: Yeah. Ah, is that what it is? Okay. I I I hadn't heard the details yet. I'd only heard the announcement of the brackets. Okay. This yeah. is my first time looking at them. Yeah. From my
0: understanding, so. the winner will be facing Naito at Dominion for both belts. And I have to say, even though uh, New Japan doesn't really typically keep track of um, title reigns, more so in days with the title, it's more so about the defenses that you get. Like I love that Tetsu Naito just sort of like accidentally happened into having, like, a really long title reign in the most Tranquilo way possible. With the whole tr- like Coroto thing, so he just doesn't even have to defend his titles. And, like, yeah, it was this whole gimmick being Tranquilo oh, yeah. and whatnot. I just love that it. it just... He gets accidental really long title reign, no matter what. Even if he loses it now, it's like, well, had a good long yeah. run, did nothing. <laughs> but, yeah, let's see. Of... All the people that are in this cup, I feel like it boils down to two people that can win this thing, based on what I have seen and, okay, my opinions. it comes down to two people that are both inside of Los Gobernables de in my opinion. I think it's either Sonata or Shingo. One of those two is winning this tournament.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: Uh all right, I want to what's your uh so, like uh, thinking? If I were to pull it through some of these people, it's like, all right, Makabe, no chance. Yodosuji, also young lion, no chance. Ishii, no chance. Desperado, no chance. Yano, no, Jado, no, Honma, no. Hiromu has an interesting dark horse chance, but the thing that fucks over his possibility to get into the finals of this thing is one. The fact that he's a junior is definitely going to work against him as far as the booking, but uh, the biggest problem is he's only going to be able to get to the semifinals at most because uh, in the block opposite of him on the same side, uh, of course, Okada has a chance. Gato, no. Nagata, no. Suzuki, probably not. Yuyiomura, no. Kanemaru, no. Gabriel Kid, no. Ishimori, no. Okada is going to be the block for Hiromu. And There is just simply no way that Hiromu beats Okada. It's just not going to happen. Like, 0%. Mm -hmm. So we can effectively eliminate Hiromu out. So, in my opinion, off of the left side of the bracket, Okada is making it to the finals, no matter what. I probably would have thought this anyway, considering the fact that he had won the New Japan Cup last year, and they do tend to do a lot of, like, with the big tournaments, usually people who win will make it really far either into the finals and then lose or something close like that to build up the next winner. So for those yeah. reasons, and then the fact too, that this is almost kind of like not a full restart, but kind of like a, a, a soft restart on new Japan. So I feel like they have to put Okada really far into this thing. So Okada, I think is going to make it to the finals. However, I think that's exactly where he's destined to lose because we had Okada versus uh Knights of like just at wrestle kingdom I feel like it would be too early for them to do the match now because it would be too early for either Okada to regain the title or it would be too early for him to lose against Naito again. I think they need to save that match for later when it's more believable that Naito will drop the belts. Because I think that no matter who Naito faces, he's going to retain. Like I don't think that he's dropping the belts at Dominion. Mm -hmm. So then it comes to the question of the right side. So we have... A lot more contenders on the right side. That's what makes this whole thing difficult. So, Tanahashi. Definitely, I <laughs> yeah. think, in this in this year, not a contender to win. Uh, especially because he is one of the tag champions with Kota. So, Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi, basically for the same reasons, okay. kind of can't win this tournament because they have tag title stuff to deal with. And...
1: I forgot they have the tag titles. And so, that's why I was very... Con- I was, like, confused and curious yep. when you did yep. not yep. list so that, those that two is is, like... And they're also in the basically
0: bracket-wise, they're okay. slotted right next to Taichi Chi and ZSJ, who are basically the ones who are going to be getting the next tag match because uh, they were building up a feud. So essentially, ah, uh, okay, yeah,
1: you know, they're going to kind of fight each other in there. So one of the, I was going to say one of them has to lose. That's that's what thing, I would assume right? because you don't want to put, you don't want to do Tanahashi. That, and Uchi yeah, that in would second be round. I mean, and probably there's a part of me that wants
0: that, but it's also too early to do that. I think so. Yeah, it's probably going to be Tana versus Zach or yeah. uh, tai Chi versus Kota. But I think it's probably going to be Tana versus Zach in that second round. Um, but neither one of them are going to win. Because also, like, Zach,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I feel like with him also being involved with the tag team title situation, like, that kind of effectively eliminates all four of those guys. So Tanahashi, tai Chi, Kota, and Zach are all out because they're kind of feuding with each other. Yeah, it's the first two blocks. Pucci's out, there's no way. Sonata. One of the two that I mentioned, so he's got a chance. Sho does not have a chance of winning. Yeah, uh, Shingo does, like I mentioned. Tenzan, no. Yoshihashi, no. Yo, no. Ushi, no. Kojima no. <laughs> Evil, I guess maybe would be like another really low possibility Dark Horse, but I, I still he don't think so. Could, could I think go he's going to go really far, like, but I don't think he's going to win. Yeah. Uh Gotobi, the other one I guess maybe is like another outside possibility, and then Yujiro is no. So then, with those possibilities of like, all right, on the right side, I've basically said left side Okada is in the finals. On the right side, we have Sonata, Shingo, Evil or Gotō. So three out of those four guys are out of our for Lij, which is funny. Uh, but then, yeah. as far as yeah, as far as just Gotō versus um, Naito, I just don't see it because uh, Gotō had just dropped the never title to Shingo recently. So if anything, I feel like he would maybe go back to that first rather than fighting Naito. I just I just also feel like mm-hmm. there just hasn't been the build for that. So I just I don't feel like Goto or Evil are gonna get there. Also, because Evil just um I don't think it's time yet. I don't know. It just it just doesn't feel like because he's also got one of the uh Never Open Man Six Bang titles, which to me almost like weirdly uh puts him as like a lower priority than Sonata who has no belt. Like I feel like Sonata is more primed to win these belts than evil because he has no belt. If that makes sense. Yeah. So then that that kind of eliminates evil. So then it's Shingo or Sonata. And you have two very interesting possibilities here because Sonata is the one person in LIJ right now who has no belts. And then on the opposite end, we have Naito with two belts and the only other person who has two belts is Shingo. Because Shingo has the open title and the open six-man titles. So then, I Mm, feel like we're getting the inter-LIJ struggle because they were building towards the Hiromu-Naito match at the anniversary, but that got cancelled, so we didn't get that. I definitely think we'll get Hiromu-Naito somewhere down the line. like That's got to happen eventually. But it's not happening now. So we're going to be getting a different LIJ encounter. (laughs) It's either Sonata, no belts versus the two belts, or Shingo two belts versus Naito two belts in an ultimate four belt confrontation. And so then for me, the <laughs> ultimate reasoning between if it's Shinada or Shingo, it's probably going to be Sonata because between the two, like even though I don't think that either one of them has a chance to win, Sonata has a better chance to win because like mm-hmm. it's more conceivable that he gets two belts. Then Shingo getting four belts. Like, that would be insane. Like, if Shingo was somehow the heavyweight champion, the intercontinental champion, the open champion, and one of the open six-man titles at the same time, that would be absurd. So, there's no way that he wins. And I feel like because of that being too obvious that he wouldn't win, they wouldn't do the Shingo versus Naito match over Naito versus Sonata, who even though it's, I don't think it's time for him, theoretically, he could still definitely win the match. So that's why I'm going okay. to go with Sonata as the winner for the New Japan Cup 2020, beating Okada in the final round to seal his way to the top. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean... You you took out my thoughts because I forgot that they were tag team champions. Yeah, so you were so leaning towards maybe a New yeah. Japan isn't my right. specialty.
0: Yeah, because if if, if Koda and Tanahashi were not tag team champions, I would think that Koda would have a very strong possibility of winning this thing. Tanahashi, I would still say that mm-hmm. he probably wouldn't win. Probably still get pretty far just to you know build up the name, but Koda, I feel like could. But with them being involved with tag title stuff, it's Shingo or Sonata, and I say it's Sonata. Even though, like, if I, so if I were booking it, though, I would totally do the Shingo versus Naito, two belts versus two belts. That's too fucking awesome to pass up. Even though Shingo would absolutely lose. Like, I would not have Shingo win. But, like, that's too cool. Uh, But yeah, so that's that's my thoughts on the New Japan Cup and the eminent return of New Japan coming up. Yeah, sounds good to me. Let's see. Should we talk about any other wrestling things or we should uh, we get the hell out of here?